thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad you're with us today for Jesus the Healer. Come on in. We're having a good time and we're going to yes. keep having a good time. Yes. Why? Because the Word gives us the best time. That's right. And we know that you're hungry. And that's why you're feeding on the, the teachings in this broadcast because uh, the Word feeds us, doesn't it? Yes. We began on the previous episode talking about the flow of boldness because there is a boldness that we're to walk in. And uh, as I said previously, this boldness is not a personality characteristic. Yes, it is a flow of the greater one who's on the inside of us. Yes. It, this also comes from uh, what we know about the word. Yes. When you know the word, you can be bold in the face of opposition. I was quoting something that God said to me. He brought to me a scripture in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 6. Um, right after my husband went home to be with the Lord, up out of my spirit came this verse. I will boldly say of the Lord, he is my helper. Yes. Notice God was emphasizing a couple of things in that for me. I will boldly say, meaning this, take the courage to take the lead. Yes. Meaning I was going, I was in a lead position now. And I had for almost 30 years served alongside my husband. I had done everything I knew and could to serve him in that capacity because as I served him, then I was contributing to his success. That's right. Yes. And one of the greatest privileges of being a wife, um, when, when a husband and wife are walking out the plan together, one of the greatest privileges is to do everything you can to see to his success. Yes. Because as your husband succeeds, you succeed. Yes. You're not trying to get your own or build your own or have something apart from your husband. You do everything you can to see to it that he succeeds. Because, th listen, that's what Jesus did for us. He came to this earth and did everything to see to it that we could succeed. And Jesus said, the one who's greatest in heaven is the one who serves. Not the one who leads, the one who serves. And so as a wife, that was my pleasure, that was my honor to serve alongside my husband, help do all I knew to do. Yeah. could do to contribute to his success because when he got lifted, I got lifted. Yeah. Right. When he succeeded, I got, I succeeded. Why? Because we're one. Right. But this transition happened mm -hmm. when he was no longer here. So I was moving from a serving capacity to a leading capacity. Yeah. I led in a measure in the sense that I was, as the pastor, he was, uh, he wasn't considered the pastor of the church. Of course, he was head over the entire ministry, but the arm of ministry that belonged to the church, 
I was the head of that as the pastor. But when it came to our marriage and came to the fulfilling of the vision at large, I was helping him. And so I had to transition in my own thought life of serving to now leading. And even in leading, I'm serving something. I'm serving the body of Christ. I'm serving the plan of God. I'm serving God. I'm serving those who God has hooked me up with. Amen. And I do all I know to, to help serve them and what God's called them to. But God was telling me this. He brought up this one verse here in Hebrews 13, verse six. I will boldly say of the Lord, he is my helper. He was showing me a couple of things there. And that is just because I had faced a tragedy that did not not dismiss me from being a doer of the word. God would not be my helper automatic or couldn't be my helper automatically without my permission, without me looking to him, without me drawing on him. So how do I draw on him? How do I give him the free reign to be the helper in my life? Is that I say, I invite him with my words. I let him know you're my helper in this. I... I don't know in myself how to do it all, but the greater one is on the inside of me to help me to know what I need to know. So he was letting me know I don't get a pass just because of what I've faced. Really, listen, the blessing of growing up spiritually does not come by being given a free ride. It comes by learning how to be a more skillful doer of the word. That's the blessing of spiritual maturity. Um, and notice the wording, I will boldly say. What's that mean? With, with full confidence. Amen. Full Amen. confidence. I say he's my helper. Why? I'm, com- I'm fully confident he's helping me. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Amen. So I say it boldly because I'm confident in what he will do, what he is in me, yes. and what he will be through me and right. for me. Amen. 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 So the more, the, the more bold we say something, it's a demonstration of what we know. If we're not saying something as boldly as we ought, it's an invitation to know more. And listen, there have been times I know I said the right thing, but there wasn't much revelation behind it, right? There wasn't much boldness or certainty or confidence in it. And so um, we, we, need to, we need to settle down on this truth. He is my helper. He is my helper. Uh, notice this. It doesn't say he's my doer. Right. He's my helper. He helps me as a doer. As I do the word, he helps me. The Holy Spirit is our helper. The Holy Spirit helps us. So when he said this to me that day, I will boldly say of the Lord, he is my helper. He was letting me know it matters that this be something you're certain of. Yes. Amen. Because I, I faced a lot of opposition, but it, I guarantee you in the face of all that opposition, the helper inside was far, far greater than the opposition. Far greater. Never think that the help is just enough to get you over that opposition. It, it, the help we have in the word, the help we have in the spirit, the help we have of our, of our father is far greater than any opposition you'll ever face. But we have to boldly know something and boldly say it, that he's my helper. So why do we boldly say he's my helper? So we won't fearfully say, 
say the wrong thing. So we won't fearfully get into doubt. So we won't fearfully get into worry. And and at the times when you're tempted to worry, say something. Say, the Lord's helping me. He's helping me to know what to do in the face of this situation. Now, because he's in us, he doesn't automatically flow out. We have to turn toward him. We have to give place to the helper who's on the inside of us. But to say, I don't know what, I just don't know what to do. I just don't know what to do. I just don't know what to do. You're basically, you're, you're basically working against the helper in you. When you don't know what to do, say, I have a helper and I'll know exactly what I need to do. I love the story of Corey Ten Boom that she would tell. Um, now, Corey Ten Boom, her and her family were Christ- a Christian family who, during World War II, they lived in Holland and they helped hide Jews. And um, they recognized that they were putting themselves at risk for hiding the Jews. And she said to her father one day, she said, if we were ever found out, I don't know if I could, if I would have the faith to face what we would face if we were found out. And he said something to her that I, I, I go back to time and time again. He said, do you remember, Corey, when you were young and at different times we would as a family make trips on a train? He said, well, in, in advance of the trip, I would go down and purchase the train tickets for the family. He said, when I purchased them is not when I handed you your ticket. Mm-hmm. He said, I would wait until we were all on the train and the conductor was coming to collect the tickets. Then I would hand you your ticket. Meaning this, when it came time to need it, you always had it. Just because... You, if I could say this, just because you, well, let me say it this way. People would look at what I faced with my husband's home going and say, I don't know how you faced it like that. I could never do it. The time you need the ticket, That's good. Yeah. the ticket will be there. Yes. Yes. What's that mean? The helper's in you. And the moment you need his help, he's always there and ready. You can't stand outside of a tragedy and go, I don't know if I could ever face that tragedy the way you did. I didn't face it that way outside of the tragedy. At the moment I faced it, the grace was there. The divine help was there. The boldness was there. The confidence of the helper in me was there. I had the ticket when when I got on that train. Uh, the grace of God, the help of God was there to empower. Boldly know this, you have a helper. Amen. Don't look out, don't stand on the outside looking in and say, how did you ever face that? The moment you ever need it, he's there and ready. All he's waiting for you is to turn to his help. And that's what he was telling me that day. Boldly say, I'm your helper. Give me permission to be who I am. In your life. Amen. Amen. Say it boldly. 
Say it confidently. You know you're not left alone. I don't care what you're facing. I don't care if it's a financial decision. I don't care if it's a family crisis. I don't care if it's a business situation. You are never left alone to figure it out on your own. You always have divine help. So boldly say that because the bolder you say that, the wider you open the door to his help. If you say what the Lord is my helper, but you're if I could say this, you're still, it's still being colored by fear. Mm -hmm. It's still being colored by hesitancy. You're opening the door in a measure to him by acknowledging him, but boldly knock that door open. Say, come on in God. You're the only help I need. Amen. 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 Boldly say it. Boldly say it. So being bold does not mean a personality characteristics. It's, it's a boldness to rest on what you know of God. A boldly rest on what the word says about, the, about your situation. Amen. And we read it in the previous episode how God told Joshua at a time when he was going from serving Moses to now taking the place that Moses once occupied. God said, be strong and be courageous. That word courageous means bold. Yes. Amen. Amen. Why? Because the bolder we are to employ the help of God, the more of God's help we'll encounter. That's right. Amen. Hallelujah. Boldness is a spiritual force that comes from what we know and who we know. It's not a personality characteristic. It's not about us getting in somebody's face and telling them off and say, well, I'm just being bold in the Lord. No, that's just bad manners. (laughs) We can't pass bad manners off as a spirit of boldness. It might be a spirit, but not the spirit of boldness. (laughs) Make sure it's the right spirit, a spirit of faith and a spirit of love. Now, don't misunderstand me. Sometimes I've had to get in people's faces. Why? So that um, something wasn't taken off course mm-hmm. of yes. the plan of God. Yes. But I'm saying it's not about getting aggressive against people right. and calling that boldness um, because this boldness I'm speaking of is a spiritual force. Yes. It comes from your spirit, not your personality. Yes. And if we ever just got bold from a place of our personality, we ended up hurting someone probably. If we step into a boldness that comes from our spirit, we ended up protecting somebody and helping somebody. Amen. Some don't fully understand. They think they're operating in boldness. And so they try to be on purpose, forceful. But we don't want to misunderstand that. It's not being forceful in our personality. That's not, that's not spiritual boldness. Some people have a forceful personality. I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying we don't try to conjure up boldness by displaying it through a personality. (laughs) It comes from here. Amen. Amen. Uh, Boldness can flow out of the most quiet, subdued acting little grandmama when she goes to pray. I mean, I've heard some praying people that they took hold of some things with God and they were bold. And I mean, if I could say this, they bellered, but it wasn't them working something up in the natural to make them sound like they were in a place of authority. It came from something they knew and they would roar 
at opposition. Yes. They would roar, not, not at people, but they would roar at that which threatened God's plan. And uh, boldness, as I said, it's about who we know and what we know. Amen. Boldness comes from being confident in him. Not confident in our ability to make something happen, but confident in him. Um, And as I said, don't mistake boldness as a flow of the, of the personality. Um, in pastoring 25 years, um, I'm, I'm pretty, I, my personality naturally, I'm just a laid back. I'm pretty laid back. I'm pretty much middle of the road. But when you are leading a congregation, you have to walk in your authority, just like when you're raising children in your home, you have to walk in authority. That doesn't mean meanness. But that does mean you know some things, you know the extent of your authority and you're there to Mm -hmm. enforce that to protect the ones in the family. And as a pastor, there were times I had to be courageous and bold to protect the church family. If people had said anything against me personally, I didn't really care. I'm not, I'm not going to get into a fight or argument or confrontation with anybody over what they said to me because I just don't care. (laughs) But you go to touch my church family and you just now woke up something. (laughs) You now just, why? Because it's under, I'll have, I'll give an account for what happens to that church family. I am not naturally confrontational within my own personality and temperament. I'm not naturally that way. But let me tell you this, in 25 years of pastoring, I was, I became that way in that, in that role of pastor, not because I was trying to convince people I was pastor. I don't need to convince people of that, but I did need to protect those under my pastorate. Why? Because I was going to have to give an account. And when I saw something try to injure the church family, try to derail something in the church, Mm -hmm. brother, I was on it. And there were times I would have to confront situations and even people that yielded to a wrong flow trying to hurt the congregation. You're not doing that here. And I did not, I didn't stand back and pray, oh God, do something about this situation. He did do something about it. He gave that congregation a pastor. That's what he did about it. And God expected me to occupy that place in boldness from my spirit, not in boldness from my personality. Now, um, I, I didn't pastor based on my personality. I pastored based on the word. Now, let me explain it this way. I have a personality. I think I have one, (laughs) you know, that, that is engaging. I think I do. Everyone has a personality. Some are more outgoing. Some are more subdued. Um, my personality colors me. It gives color to my life. It gives color to my interaction with people. It does not lead my life. Now there's the difference. I pastor based on the word. I could not pastor based on my personality. If I pastored based on my personality, I would have not confronted certain problems. And I wouldn't have been able to protect that church family. So I had to step over my personality, step over my flesh to function based on the word. Yes. 
And just like God told Joshua, be bold, be courageous. Who's he dealing with? He's dealing with the enemy, but he's also dealing with his own congregation. Millions in that that congregation that God delivered out of Egypt. Moses led them. Now Joshua is leading them. You're dealing with millions of people. You better better know who's in charge (laughs) because somebody's going to be boss. It might as well be the one who has to give an account for it. And so in pastoring, I did not let my personality lead me. Mm-hmm. I let the word lead me. Amen. That's right. My personality colored my pastorate, but it didn't lead my pastorate. Yeah. Same good. thing with my same thing with being a parent. My personality colored how I parented, but it did not lead me in how I parented. The word led me in how I parented. Amen. This family's coming in line with the word. Yes. Amen. So that's the difference is when it talks about boldness, make the very clear distinction. We're not talking about personality. Yes. We're talking about a spiritual flow. Yes. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If people try to function boldly, based on their personality, it just comes off as, as harsh yeah. yes. and unkind. Yes. So we don't have to prove we're in charge. Yes. We don't have to prove we have authority. Just be in authority. Amen. Just walk in it. Just walk in it. Amen. Notice this. The word brings us to the middle of the road. Being a doer of the word brings us to the middle of the road, but down the middle of the road, sometimes you have to make a hard right or you have to make a hard left to stay on course. And sometimes there's a a display of boldness Mm -hmm. that comes from your spirit to boldly stand up and say, we're not doing this. We're not doing that. Amen. 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 We must walk free from the fear of man if we're going to operate in a spiritual boldness. Now, I want to go back and I want to read Hebrews 13, Verse five, and this is the Amplified Translation, Amplified Classic Translation. Verse five and verse six. Um, No, let's just do verse six. So we take comfort and are encouraged and confidently and boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Look at what the Amplified says. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. Boldness is the absence of fear. Get that. Boldness is the absence of fear. When we run fear out of our life, we'll be more bold to be doers of the word. We'll be more bold to take our place instead of cower down in the face of opposition. Amen. 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 So this verse shows us I will not be seized with alarm. That's boldness. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. That's boldness. Amen. 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 Um, Just the dictionary definition of boldness is this, not hesitating or fearful in the face of actual or possible danger danger or rebuff. Courageous Mm -hmm. and daring beyond the usual limits of conventional thought or action. In other words, people say, you shouldn't do that. If God says to do it, I'm doing it. And that's beyond what they think. Uh You're going beyond the limit they think you should. 
But I tell you what, um, I've done it time and time again in my walk with God and in leading, you know, and fulfilling the plan of God. I've had to go beyond what my own mind told me. (laughs) I've had to step over my own thinking. I've had to put down my thinking to obey what God's told me to do, but I've also had to bypass what other people thought. Amen. 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 Why? To help me, to help me stay on course, to protect them. Amen. 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 So we must walk free from the fear of man if we're going to operate in boldness. It's not about trying to be bold, just run fear out and you'll be bold. Amen. Amen. Run out fear. Run out fear. Don't be afraid to correct the situations in your home. Don't be afraid to deal with uh, problems that are under your authority. Amen. Uh, Be a doer of the word. I love something that one precious friend of mine in, in preaching, she made this statement. I love it. She said, persecution is so much better than disobedience. Persecution is so much better than disobedience. Sometimes when God tells you to do something and people don't understand that, but you do it, you obey God, you may face persecution, but how much better it is to be persecuted because you obeyed God than to disobey God and have people happy with you. Right? His pleasure means more than anything else to us, right? So let me, let me quote it again. Persecution is so much better than disobedience. Why is that? There's a reward with persecution that comes from God. But there's a penalty with disobedience that comes from the devil. I'd rather have the reward of obedience in the face of persecution than to have the penalty of disobeying God that the devil brings against me. God doesn't penalize you for disobedience. He's trying to protect you from the penalty that the devil brings when we disobey. Be more mindful of pleasing God than of anyone else. That's when you go to sleep at night you, you lay your head on that pillow real soft mm-hmm. <laughs> when, when your insides yes. are content yes. Amen. that I know I'm doing, I know I'm following what he's put in me. Amen. 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 Don't worry about anything he tells you to do or touch it in your thought life. Amen. Just obey him yeah. because sometimes your head will try to talk you out sure. of yes. obeying. Don't, don't handle it yes. mentally. Just obey what's in your heart. Amen. Well, you don't want to miss it. We're going to be talking about ministering along this line in the upcoming episodes. We invite you to go back and watch the previous one and continue on with us in this study. And in, until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. When God increases you, every arena of your life will increase. In this book, I Have a Supply by Nancy Dufresne, you will learn how rich and unending your supply is from God and how to make it a reality in your everyday life. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. In this series, How to Keep Your Healing by Nancy Dufresne, learn how to skillfully stand your ground against the enemy's strategies and enjoy your total victory. Order now at DufresneMinistries.org.
If you need prayer, please call our prayer line. We have trained ministers on staff who are ready to agree with you for your miracle. God offers you his thoughts. Take them. This life-changing book by Nancy Dufresne, A Sound, Disciplined Mind, will instruct you on how to do that. It will lift you from a common place into the supernatural. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. It is possible to live untroubled and undisturbed even in the presence of the enemy. In this book by Nancy Dufresne, Peace, Living Free from Worry, she teaches how to close the door to worry, fear, and doubt. Order now at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.